Um, okay. I have a thought and I want to pitch it to you guys, or I want to go off just a little bit. Um, and <laughs> Joey, this might, cause it's on my, it's on my brain. And I don't know if I'll be able to fully link it in with, when we jumped into second part two. Um, so, okay. What is a plant's purpose? Why, why is it here? Uh, here's my little succulent in here. Yeah. Isn't that cute? Brianna did that. Um, she's cute. Okay. So uh, this plant's job is to survive. That's why it's here. It's to survive. And we are helping it because it has a nice little inside, you know, insulated environment. We put it back outside and be like, what? What's happening? Um, so you're welcome, succulent. But we see that plants aren't just trying to survive. Uh, you, you can look at uh, more wilderness areas of the Netherlands and you can totally see this. Plants are trying to survive at the expense of other plants. They, 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 and they're not malicious, they're mathematical. They grow where the sun is in order to get more of the sun. Trees do this, they grow tall and, and wide in order to take up all the sun that's hitting that one patch and then the plants underneath either get choked or they figure out how to change. So ivy moves itself up the tree trunk and then hits all the sunspots that are coming through the leaves. Other plants do more of a, a widespread on the ground. Uh, grass is amazing and just says, we're gonna multiply ourselves by a million. No one can stop us. Um, weeds, you know, they, they shoot out their um, seeds far and wide. Maybe they hook onto an animal or they have something that floats. So plants are beautiful, but they are aggressive. And it's, it's like a dog-eat-dog world for plants. Um, it's like a zero-sum game where there's only so much resources, water, soil, and sunlight for them to live. So plants' job is to survive at the expense of other plants. Um, and once you start looking for it, you're like, oh, dang, that tree is dominating. Mm -hmm. Or even evergreen trees. Their needles are poison for any plants that are underneath and they, they make the soil around them acidic so that nothing else can grow. It's like, that is intense. Okay, so then we look at, let's look at maybe a more uh, advanced life form hypothetically. Um, so now we can start to look at animals and we see that animals have a social function to themselves. Don't know if plants do this. It doesn't seem like it. They seem purely mathematical, um, but then animals have a social function. And we see in like primates, you can have the biggest gorilla and he's like the alpha male, but if he's mean to the other uh, community of gorillas, he won't become the alpha male because the gorilla that's more social that, you know, picks the little thingies out of other gorillas hair and he interacts with, he will actually become the leader. He'll have more loyalty of the, of the, of the clan and the other one will get kicked out. Uh, there will be like an uprising. And so what we see here is um, a more nuanced version of survive and best, best the other parts of your species. Um, because again, it's like survival of the fittest, right? And so uh, I want to propose a more, yeah, a, a, a more clear version of survival of the fittest in each one of your purposes and in all of humans purpose. And actually this aligns with my, my Christian worldview. Um, 
But so each one of you talked about, uh, so Steta, you have this idea of you want to better yourself, mm-hmm. which is that not very similar to the plant that wants to find the best ways to grow and, um, and find and get the resources. And of course, you're not necessarily thinking about the resources, but you also have this social function that you want to better yourself, become the best yeah, human you can be. You want to maximize, I think is words you've said, mm-hmm. maximize the resources you've been given, mm-hmm. very similar to the plant. Um, but then you have this social function. And I don't think you're doing this consciously, but you know that the, the better your uh, environment is with the people around you, uh, especially with yeah, your, your tribe, basically, um, the more uh, chance of survival you have. Um, and then, Joey, just briefly on yours, uh, you have this really beautiful purpose of something that you've interacted with that um, felt like it, it, it was a, a parasitical relationship to your mental health, um, depression or whatever the anxiety, whatever the things might be, and you've been working through it. And so then there's this goal of helping others, which is also, you know, as a human race, we're also trying to better ourselves in order to help each other. Um, But what we see is, so what feels contradictory is, I think you guys can maybe see kind of the logic I'm pointing out. Maybe I'm not perfect at, at showing how we're similar to plants and chimpanzees in this way. Um, survival of the fittest on like a more nuanced, we're even more nuanced than, than the previous species. Um, <clears throat> but we look at um, issues like environmentalism. And it's really easy for even people who, who profess um, a rational mindset or um, uh, pragmatism, or even like a scientific realism, to have an altruistic take on the environment. So if I expand my little thought, it makes sense that as a human species, one, we need to incorporate the resources we need to, to survive. And we have made ourselves so advanced through electricity and technology that we need a lot of fossil fuels to keep things moving. And at the same time, kind of a long-term view is we can't eat up everything, actually similar to what you were talking about, Joey, um, of giving yourself away, giving yourself away, and you kind of deplete the resources so then you actually don't have anything to give. So there's that, there's that take on, on environmentalism. We, we can't do that. But sometimes the conversation feels like so heavy on we need to protect the environment and everything we're currently doing is bad. But I'm proposing, or what I'm seeing is we need to find some sort of in the middle, like, um, uh, you know, Corona's actually given us a great glimpse of what a life without fossil fuels could look like. But then it's at what cost? Um, you know, the, the world has been without air travel, significant air travel for now several months. And uh, Venice is looking amazing. And there's so many different places that are really benefiting. But then you think at what cost? Is this really sustainable um, of, a, of a social, economic, societal pressure to achieve that goal? And, and if not, and actually there's the Paris Climate Accords talked about, these are somewhat of the type of levels that we need to get to by 2035 or whatever the case might be. Um, and this happened quick, so maybe a more gradual approach would be better. But I think what I'm, what I'm highlighting is uh, purpose is more, what you guys have put forward is just a glorified version of survival of the fittest. And then it's weird for me when I see altru- altruism getting sprinkled into, and what I mean by altruism is just like, a, this is good because it's good.
versus more the pragmatism of, well, let's find the balance of helping the environment and getting the resources, something along those lines. So it feels like, it's my conclusion, it feels like people lose their pragmatism that is implied with scientific realism for some sort of weird altruism. And, as, and I feel it most potently with, with environmentalism at times. I don't know if you guys even can relate to that. This is just <laughs> me reflecting on what I see. Um, but I'm curious what you guys see uh, out of that observation, both about our, our purpose being similar to that of animals and plants, mm -hmm. but then also do you yourself feel a pull away from pragmatism towards some sort of altruism in how you see things like the world? Yeah, I, I, I want to go back to the, to the very beginning of your story or your reflection first, like um, when, you, when you talk about the purpose uh, for plants and the why for plants or animals. Um, and I haven't completely thought this through, but it feels like what I'm about to say is kind of um, undermining some of, some of the things you're saying in the sense um, that one thing uh, can't follow from the next. What I mean is um, when you are in the domain of plants, and you're asking the question, what is their purpose? You're actually asking a totally different question than when you are in the domain of humans hmm. and asking the same words, but because of the context that we apply, imply, it becomes a totally different question. Because hmm. I think that follows you, because the answer you give in the domain of plants has something to do with their job or their aim. And mm. I think that you would, you would never say that in the, you would never give the same answers in the two domains. You might use the same words, but I think even if you would look at the word, their job is in the domain of plants, and you say that their job is in the domain of humans, you actually mean something quite differently because mm. of the context that we imply. Yeah, and I totally agree uh, with Stere on this one, mainly because if you really look at plants, one would wager that it's the the earth itself. They're, they're part of the earth. So if you're asking what is, what is a plant's purpose, I think sustaining life for the planet itself, or at least that that's the theory behind how the earth keeps being the earth <laughs> without trees there's nothing here that can live because there's no oxygen or, or anything so if you're asking like why are plants here it's to sustain life i think that's the whole purpose their their whole their whole being I'm, is to sustain but a plant doesn't um, do it for a, a blade of grass does not sustain life yeah. for the tree it sustains life for itself exactly i think i think adam i'm no I'm no evolutionary biology, biologist, but I think I have a fair grasp of evolution. I think the broad consensus is that they're all self-serving. The, and even if you, even if you transfer that part to humans, I think it was Richard Dawkins who said, we are lumbering gene robots from the, from the viewpoint of our genes, of our biology, we are just here to make more of us. 
to mm. make sure we live on. And every individual species does this for their own species. Yeah. Um, and there, there are symbiotic relationships in the sense that it can be seen as they're, um, they're supporting each other, but mm -hmm. that is for their own purpose. Yep. They benefit from the symbiotic relationship. There are also non-symbiotic, like the opposite, um, like a parasitic relationship. Right. There is right. this worm whose whole life cycle is to bury into the eye of a sheep and to re and makes the make the sheep blind, basically, where it can germinate. Then the sheep dies. Then it falls on the ground, and then can be eaten by the next sheep. Um, on the grass it then ends up on, and it's totally detrimental to the sheep. Yeah, yeah. But it serves the parasite. The worm um, lives at the sheep's expense. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. And then that's what kind of what I was saying. Well, I just be repeating myself. If you ask about purpose in this context, you already implying a certain set of possible answers, and you're ruling a certain set of possible answers out. For instance, a set of answers that you rule out if you're asking about plants is to be the best at the skills they have or something, which, which a human might say. Mm -hmm. I, my purpose is to be the best at the skills I have. Mm -hmm. A blade of grass or orangutan, that's ruled out. He does not know what skills are. He has no concept of skills or perfecting those skills for that matter. So you're already preemptively ruling those out. Wait, wait, say that last part again, ruling out. Ruling out a set of possible answers. From so, humans. Um, no, for the no, plants and the... Yeah, both ways actually. Like uh, there's a set of answers that, would, that you're keeping open for plants that would not fit for humans. And actually in the domain of humans, you're ruling out a set of answers that would not apply for plants, uh, but would exclusively fit for humans. Hmm. Um, so it goes both ways. Great. Okay. So let me see if this, if I can find the wrap up uh, question that we're trying to answer. <laughs> right now. Um, so you had said that uh, um, plants are self-serving. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if this is what you're implying, so you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm, I'm proposing that humans are equally and simply as self-serving as plants. Um, and, and so maybe what you're saying is this idea of purpose, a human can abstract that idea and come up with other things. Um, maybe someone's purpose is to find as much pleasure as he can in life or um, to become the Olympic gold medalist of all time. Or, um, but at the end of the day, and this is maybe what I'm proposing, it's still all similar in that they're self-serving. So there's this human nature mm -hmm. that people can't get beyond, even if they try to beautify through this idea of purpose. Yeah, I'm, I do resonate with that. And I do think that by putting it that way, you're also missing out. I think we are, we are ruled by this kind of domination of our genes and domination of our self-servingness. And at the same time, we are, and I, I can't 
prove this. Um, but it seems to me we are not in the same way totally dominated hmm. by just this. And it, to me, it feels like hmm. if you're saying, well, all the other things are just a cute icing on the cake of just concealed more of the same hmm. um, thing, I'm not sure that does fully, fully does justice to all of the things that are actually also happening. Uh, yeah, I, I imagine you'd have a pretty hard time to reducing all of the, the human endeavors to just being that same planned self-servingness. Yeah, yeah, great. No, I love that. That's a great thought. And so this leads me then, now, we're, now we've, re we've rolled into the area of faith. It's very fascinating. Um, Instead, you even admitted it. You're like, this is something I can't prove. But, and, and you're still moving off of evidence because you could say, I, let's um, they take the sum of, of human interactions and human purposes and even examples throughout history of what, what is this Mother Teresa or something like that? Like, what is this person living for? Mm -hmm. And it seems like there are these standout moments, these standout individuals or groups of people who seem to transcend that humanness, that human nature, that human um, self-servingness. And so then we're starting to figure out, well, what then is that? What is this? It seems like maybe there's two different natures, that humanness and something else that calls us to being better or calls us into something. So this is where we're going to leave this. But I love this because I think we've now moved into you know, of course, we're talking about humanity and it's like, this is such a big topic and there's ways we can quantify things, but there's ways we can't necessarily quantify this. Mm -hmm. And um, so now we're coming into a place where we're a bit more on equal footing, even though I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Christian uh, and you guys are agnostic or whatever, but we're, we're trying to uh, summarize and articulate humanness and what's going on in the human condition. And, um, and it is the realm of faith backed by observation and evidence and interaction. And um, so, yeah, I think this will move us nicely into determinism um, and into some other conversations about maybe trying to unpack what is, uh, what does it mean to be human and what's the human condition? And, um, okay, any final takeaways from this very first conversation that you found interesting? that you'd like to go into more for our part two. We'll give the, the guests a potential uh, taste of what's to come. Although let me say it's never a guarantee. When we shouldn't do this. We never, never we never hold up it's never the a guarantee. It's never a guarantee. <laughs> but I'm curious what you guys are, are processing and what you'd like to talk more about. Uh, Joey, take it away. <laughs> You're like, I need to take about this for a second. <laughs> um, oh man, the thing I want to talk about more is... Uh, I need to think about this for a second as well. As uh, I think the whole idea of uh, there's a thought and I can't really reach it. I think I I I really just think I want to have a somewhat nicer conversation, so to speak, about just uh, random parts of the the whole conversation. Just whatever comes to mind. I feel like that that will give the most interesting uh, second part. At least it feels like that's maybe what I feel. We've gotten into the the weeds a little too much in this first <laughs> part, Joe. I don't know if that's what you're feeling. Like we we dive deep, and that's maybe what we usually do on the on a second part. 
Yes, I feel like uh, the, the second part should be a bit more. Um, I I don't want to say relaxed because this was kind of relaxing, but I feel like just just a chill conversation. This was yeah. more in really in depth stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We still know very little about status part, of <laughs> yeah. and um, and and uh, and his relationship with radical honesty or Christina. You know, so many different things. Um, Stedo, how about you? What are the things you think? Well, yeah, I I thoroughly enjoy this kind of both abstract and far-reaching and kind of personal kind of mix of conversations. I really like that. Um, I what I was kind of not liking in the way you kind of there at the end. Well, yeah, there at the end, like. I, I would I would disagree that would that we're now moving in the in the direction of faith. I think that's an an, an an odd way to say it. And I'm sure you have some meaning with what you like. I'm I'm not sure what exactly you mean with that. Yeah. But it definitely would be my choice of words. Um, and I think we would run the risk of. Yeah, kind of confusing the uh, the terminology, but um, but other than that, I'm I'm definitely open to to, to talk a bit more about myself, and then branch off into crazy abstract discussions from there. <laughs> and uh, I, I I really want to just uh, give the audience a nice uh, ending question. What is your purpose? What do you feel like is the <laughs> you are on this planet are you here to help people are you here for yourself are you here because of god it really depends on who you are and with yeah, that we'll i'm serious our... i'm seriously interested in how the different variety of answers that will come from that i'm mm -hmm. super curious i imagine this is a very interesting slice of the different layers of the whys and the purpose that can be discovered and instead, I think that's a fair um, just thought there for me. <laughs> I took some, some host privileges and be like, ooh, I'm going to just wrap up this episode with just a little bit more of my thoughts. Just tie a little bow on those. Um, so fair. And we should kind of back up and, and make sure that we're all moving in at the same pace. That we're not, I'm not just bumping assumptions and then, and then moving forward. But I, I've been thinking about this for a while. And Joe, I probably should have warned you, specifically with Steda, I – we got into this amazing conversation off the cuff. Uh, it's like literally the first time we met yeah. um, after our improv show. And um, I've been just thinking about it for a long time. And so I, I feel like I've, I've got like an argument in my head and I kind of needed to think that I needed to pitch this first that leads me to some other thoughts. Um, so yes, it did get into the little bit of the weeds and it's a little bit of a different from our first and it's longer. Yikes. Everyone stay with us because I'm about to sign us off. Um, this has been, Part one with Steta, come back for part two. We're going to learn a little bit more about him and we're going to dive back. And uh, like Joey said, we would love to hear from you. What is your purpose? How do you, how do you uh, handle these kind of questions, personal or universal type uh, purpose? And, um, and where do we get it wrong? Come at us. This has been Between Two Worlds, conversation about belief, unbelief, and everything in between. Join us for part two. Bye.